horror movie survivor guide tip if you're gonna do it man you got to commit a hundred percent or else well, you're not just be... that when you open the portals to hell you don't, you don't actually know, what's gonna, know what's gonna happen and if you open a portal many more uh ghosts will enter in than maybe the one you call forth you don't just go there and like ring like room service Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but prefer the classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the the final final girl. Hey guys, welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Terry and I am Julia. And this week we are talking about 2020's Anything for Jackson. The tagline for this or the title of this episode, we're in over our heads. Oh, and yeah. the tag tagline for this movie is Fear Your Elders. This movie was written by Keith Cooper and directed by Justin Dyke. So Dyke. we mm-hmm. That's what I said, yo. That's what I said. I could- I just heard, <laughs> I just heard, so I just was adding a, 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 a consonant. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, this movie opens on an elderly couple who are going about their seemingly very normal daily routine uh, when suddenly they say, oh, she, there she is, and run outside and uh, abduct a pregnant girl into their homes. It's a very benign. I love this intro. I was like, oh, this is like a very sweet movie. It reminded me of a movie recently we watched at movie night that our other friend, Julia Catherine, brought. Um, it was like this like very like idyllic, like English countryside kind of like vibe of like this old couple. Was it, was it Hope Hope Gap? I think that was that's what it was. Bill yeah. Nye and uh, Annette Bening. Yes. That movie was like- grim. <laughs> It's very grim as well. Like, I kind uh, of wish that movie had, had been going in this direction, to be honest. If there was more, like, satanic stuff going on, that movie would have been way more enjoyable. It would have um, justified their angry, angry energy towards each other. But I love the intro because, like, there's this beautiful song underneath this, like, bicycle built for two song. Oh, and yeah. it's just, like, daisies and, like, people riding bikes together and, like, all this very sweet stuff as, like, shit's going down. Yeah, as they're smashing her over the head with a candlestick and bringing her down to the special room they have prepared for her uh, where they have her tied up. So when she wakes up, she sees a little boy in her right in her vision. Uh, he says, Aloha means hello and goodbye. And then like giggles and, and trots off. Uh, and so we have That's Audrey. That's not ominous. No. Uh, <laughs> we have Audrey, who is our, 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 our elderly lady who wakes up and it's... I, this reminds me very much. So last week we watched a movie called Bloodborne that Terry was in that, but we didn't, I, neither one of us had seen it and neither one of us had seen this. And we both, I didn't know anything about either one. Uh, this movie, Anything for Jackson was recommended to us by a friend of the podcast, Patton Oswalt. Thank you very much, Patton, for your recommendation. And so there's this weird coincidence where we did two movies. It's like pregnant, crazy satanic demon stuff and we're like i had no idea this just i had no idea they were going to be the same i didn't know i knew what bloodborne was about but i didn't know anything about anything for jackson so to have wait to like watch this right after i was like are you kidding me this is hilarious (laughs) and also chef's kiss sometimes it's like you know when i when i'm djing and i all of a sudden like someone picks a song when i run karaoke and then the next song up on my playlist is a song by that artist you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like felt like oh 
I'm in a theme. We're in a zone. We met. We needed to hear this right now. I feel very much like that. Like it's like we pick something and then someone else made a request and it actually lined right on up with our last song. So beautiful work, Patton. Thank you. And also this movie's fucked up and wonderful. Yes. So yes. Uh, Audrey, our sweet lady and Henry, you know, are, are talking to this lady, Shannon, we find out who's tied up and she's screaming and she's like, no, 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 dear. No one can hear you here. We've soundproofed mm-hmm. the room. That is not what you want to hear after you've been no. screaming your head off once you've been kidnapped and tied up in some weird nursery that you don't understand. But they're fair. I think, you know, we have to give a huge shout out to the actors in this. So we have Sheila McCarthy as Audrey, Julian Regions and Henry and Constantina Montelos as Becker and the Shannon. And all of them are astounding because it's, it's mainly the three of them in this movie. I think the, the, the fun People thing talking about in a room, it, Julia shit. Again, I, love too. It. I was like, Ta- yep. People talking in a room. Mm-hmm. So Audrey, when she first wakes up, has this letter that she reads to her. And it's very, because you can tell they've been, she says, like, have we been planning for this? We thought of everything. Like, we She's found, like, yeah, this grief is- all the time in the world is what she basically tells her. Like, we've been grieving. So we've had all this time to sit and think. And we've planned out literally everything to a T. And they're so calm in the beginning that they really, you feel like, okay, they really have planned for this. They see what's going to happen and, and they're going to go forward. So they're saying that, uh, so Shannon can see Jackson, but Jackson is dead. So they're trying to bring Jackson back is the whole Right. And point. they are like, oh, this is good news because it's good news if the host can see the, the see the, the ghost, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I love that also within her screaming, Shannon's like, oh, Jesus. And, and, and Audrey's like, no, 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 we don't use his name here. Mm-hmm. And that gives you your clue number one right there. You're like, oh, they're not dealing with Jesus here, not in this no. house. Uh, so Henry goes out to work. They have to keep up appearances and make sure they look like nothing's going wrong and they're expecting to see no one, but he runs into Rory, who is their snowplow guy, which is who's, oh, Rory. He's so sweet and congenial and just like, Hey, uh, really eager to help. But you can also get, he might be a little desperate. I was like, Oh, this guy is worried about money. I had that feeling right away. Like, because he just really wants to plow this guy's snow, but the guy's like, no, 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 I don't need it. But he's doing his best to try to be cheerful about it. Like, Hey guy, I know you need it. Uh, I'll do it. Yeah, I can do it. And he's like, no, 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 actually I need you to not do this for a while. I called your wife already to told her that we didn't need your services. So can you please not come for the next like couple of months basically? And I was like, Ooh, and they're up in like, it looks like they're in Canada or something because it's like, it is snow town and it is mm-hmm. uh, where they get a lot of snow there. And if you don't shovel yourself out or shovel your car out, you're going to be trapped. That house they live in is so incredibly gorgeous. I'm so in love with that house. So he goes to, uh, goes off to work. We have, they have a nice little system where they have a teddy bear camera that's watching Shannon at all time. They take, Audrey takes her phone and goes to Tinder uh, and find somebody and sets up a date with them so that now it looks like she's been killed by some rando stranger from Tinder. Oh, that poor guy that they just totally set up and just going to let him take the fall for them. Just- oh, it's so fucked up, but it's great. And I was just like, but that's a great idea. Like that was her idea. She left the phone just within reach so that she could see her through the nanny cam and find out her code so that they can break into the phone and hack it basically. So they literally have thought of everything. So um, Henry and gets also to work. Pace, also mm-hmm. p- post on her Facebook. That's like, I'm everything's cool. Like I'm good. Taking some right? me time. Totally. So it's just like, ugh, they've set this up. 
So um, Henry gets to work and there's this distraught guy who's like freaking out in the office, like about worrying that he has HPV and like is like going off and like, can you look at me now, doc? Like he's like trying to cut the line in front of all these other people. And um, so Henry's distracted because he's dealing with this distraught guy that's there. But he also has um, his like nurse's assistant, basically, who's like, hey, um, you're talking about an appointment, like what's going on with Shannon? So there's already this little bit of confusion and the plan is already getting derailed right here. Mm -hmm. but that he finally does meet shannon he tells her she's pregnant which she is not happy about she has not that was not her plan and this is a so, flashback yeah yes when they when we find out that he, this is the he she doesn't believe in the option uh the father's gone and like she has all of these uh, qualities that they're looking for in their host and Someone she thought gonna... she had a tapeworm and like you get that she's really distraught about being pregnant. Like, yeah. It's like... If you think you're like just having stomach problems and then you're like, oh, I'm now I have a baby in me. That's mm -hmm. kind of a big thing. Um, but we do see that the Audrey and Henry have because this movie kind of jumps back and forth in time. So if we sound a little disjointed, the movie's a little bit disjointed this way on purpose, which I think is fun. But we it see throws you off kilter too. It gives you just enough information from the past to like, you know, inform the next scene, which I think is beautiful. So, yes. Uh, so basically, Audrey and Henry uh, bought the Necronomicon, which they have, and ha they've taken it out, and she can bring back a dead raven with a drop of blood. So they've been practicing with this book of evil. Uh, and then you see them at their Satanist meetup group. This uh, was one of, may, one of my favorite things in the movie, I think, that they're at a library community room doing their satanic rituals, which is fantastic. And they're like, oh, hey, so and then just like bring out the robes, get out the candles. It's a regular library for after. in the back. Yes. Yeah. Like, like I love that Yolanda, the leader of the group's like, no, no, no. Snacks are for after because Ian, this one guy's like trying to eat snacks before. And she's like, no, no, no. My boyfriend lovingly made the snacks. They're for after the rituals. And like, I just like the normal normalcy. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a little bit like Bloodborne too, where you're like, you have yeah. these like normal people who are just like everyday pedestrian people that you would see down on the street and not think that they were Satanists at all. They look but like I mean, the sweetest people. Sure. And I'm sure that's what actual Satanists look like, right? Because they can look like anything because it doesn't matter They're what you, you look like. Me. It's true. You can't tell a Satanist just by looking at him. That's my t-shirt that I'm going to wear. <laughs> Honestly, I, we have a lot of t-shirts. I think we need to make make a whole line. But yes, that would be fantastic. So they're in the group and you get that like maybe not everybody's as serious as everyone else in the group. Like some people, but they, um, Ian wants to know like, have you really been looking for this book, you know, that you, that you say you've been looking for? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Everything's fine. So this is one of the little cracks you realize too, like more people know about them looking for this book than probably should. See, and, and that's always, you know, horror movies, Father Guy Tape, if you do plan some sort of terrible, murderous demon activity, don't tell anybody, no one. That's that's the foolproof way to go. But of course, always gonna there's always going to be a flaw in the plan. Mm -hmm. So uh, they go home to perform this ritual with this uh, book of the dead that they're going to bring back Satan and you know, speaking in Latin and hailing Satan and welcoming him into the home. Well, they the want to bit. bring back their grandson. So this yeah. is this is what they're doing to bring back their grandson. Mm -hmm. But it seems like they don't really know what all the spells mean like they kind of sort of do and they also stop halfway through which half they you know, seem too new yeah yes but which if you stop taking, halfway through mm -hmm. no and they're, they're taking on like a big fucking spell right and 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 you and i know if, you, if you're going to do something like that don't fucking stop in the middle man that's just gonna make everything worse because now that fucks it up that's when you end up with like door. a half arm or like yeah. you end up with like you know like <laughs> shit's not done right you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna you don't want to mess up your spells so like they've got this weird blood infusion thing on her and they're calling forth the dark lord and lights flicker 
and they want um the, you know the, this like the dark lord to help them and come and like you know bring put jackson inside the baby so they're trying to give it a host so that's what they thought they were doing um and this demon shows up a pretty good demon Satan yeah it looks demon yeah and it looks creepy because I, I was like, oh, my God, I love that. It. it looks like it's like the life side version of the bird that she'd resurrected earlier because it's got like mm. this bird's like crow's head. And I was like, oh, it's like a little bit of foreshadowing with them bringing that back. So the next morning we have this fantastic scene where Henry wakes up and looks over. Audrey's not there, but his she's at the sink uh, brushing her teeth and her back's to him. And he starts talking about this you know weird dream he had and uh, how he makes these kind of jokes with her. Uh, and then his phone rings and Audrey's calling him from outside saying, I need help with the groceries. And you go, oh, no, if she's outside, who's at the sink? Uh, and this was good. This got me. We She turns around. And at first, we just see teeth falling on the floor, which is never a good sign. And then it's just this horrible monster flossing her teeth out. It's really really body horrid nonsense gross it was like very like overlook hotel like it was just like the lady mm -hmm. in the bathtub but this yeah, is the yeah. flossing lady version of that and i was just like yes disgusting and i was like lurk 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 i was just it's beautiful the teeth falling out of yeah. her mouth and the over flossing it's one of those all things of that you fear it's like all that stuff of just like no one wants to go to the dentist no one wants to floss so it's just like, okay, here you go. This is why we shouldn't floss kids. No, you should still floss, but like don't overfloss like this lady. <laughs> no, definitely. But I I got I really love all the ghosts in this movie. They're all incredibly creative and really scary. Mm -hmm. So a detective comes to check at Henry's work because one of his patients hasn't been found. She's gone, or missing. gone missing. And she had an appointment the day that she went missing at his place. And so frustrating. And I, I, you know, Audrey is frustrated with him later because he just fucks this up so bad. And you're like, come on, man. You've He's been not talking good at about lying. this plan. I know. Forever. But also, I don't think it's just him at that point, too. I think part of it is when they've unleashed this demon, they don't know how it's affecting them. Yeah. And we don't know also either as an audience member if it's affecting them, too. And I think this is one of those things where because that guy who came in about the HPV earlier was like also part of like that whole fucked upness of like what they were calling forth um in that midst of that he had like had a miscommunication with his um receptionist basically at the office about that cancellation of that appointment that appointment was supposed to be canceled but then it still was on the books so so it's all what we're saying is that the, it's all the hpv guy's fault right a hundred percent <laughs> it spread it spread like wildfire but no so basically like so he ends up telling the detective in this moment that he saw shannon that morning walking past his house and then he has this whole story about how he saw her which way she went how he watched her to the end of the hill which is also creeptastic so he fucks up his, his alibi real good yeah so you can see the detective immediately suspicious if anybody changes like their their story like that you're like oh well so we go back to audrey uh, who is at the house and the there's someone at the door and she thinks it's the police because he calls and tells her what happened uh but it's not it's a ghost saying trick-or-treat and you go, oh, that's not good. She, so she, she's very upset by this, more upset than you would be by a trick-or-treater. Because at first I'm like, oh, is it Halloween? But clearly, no, not Halloween at all. Same. But then we hear a knock at the other side of this house. And this house is massive, y'all. It's like got like a bajillion layers. It's like this very cool, intricate looking kind of like uh, like uh, Canadian treehouse, basically. It's really, really cool. Um, that's my but aesthetic. Right, Canadian, Canadian treehouse. Yeah, I'm very into it. And Thanks. so, uh, but there's like a knock at the door towards the back and you're like, uh-oh, 
and then you get the same trick-or-treater in the back and then you're like oh no this is something otherworldly that's why she's freaking the fuck out we find out later that her daughter loved to uh, this was like her daughter's favorite costume was uh was was being this ghost as a child and loved to trick-or-treat so she's like oh okay it's an extra, my daughter? extra, yeah. And also she calls Henry in the middle of it to tell him what's going on. But he's, at first it sounds like it's really him. And then it starts to morph and it's other voices. And he's like, maybe you should give her your soul. And so you get to this point where phones aren't reliable anymore. So it reminded me of Oculus where you get yeah. to this point where like the house is taken over. You can't trust anything. And so I think that this movie was really fun for going back and forth and you can't tell what is real and what is not real anymore because it's all just kind of one big horrible mess. Um, so this was really cool. I thought that, that was really fun. They're like, oh, okay, well, now she can't call for help anymore because can't no. do that. And then she opens the elevator and all of a sudden there's like a really tall version of the trick-or-treater that like floats out of the elevator and like comes past her. You're like, oh, this is, it, it went from knocking at the door to now it's just in the house. Okay, uh-oh. Uh, so, uh, we don't know where the, what had actually happened to the daughter. We uh -huh. found out a little bit more that she, um, died, um, in, in, in a, in a car accident. But before that, Shannon's going to get haunted now too, by this crazy suffocating ghost, contortionist ghost. so good. This is just a ghost with a like plastic bag on its head, like dying, suffocating. And the contortionists that, you know, just so fucking good and so scary and like bringing your body in ways that your body should not be going. This is Troy James. Shout out to Troy James because man, though, scary like this. I don't get scared by ghosts very often now. This one, I was like, oh, yeah, this one scares me. This is terrifying. Yeah. This is great. It's it's it, I love it. It's very uh a very circus. It's funny. Uh I just I love I love that because I also love Canada and I love the circus because I work also in the circus sometimes. Um and uh it just made me so delighted because I'm just like, yes, contortion used for for good. Um for yeah. good scary ghosts. It's 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 beautifully shot. Really like it's very disorienting because you're just not sure exactly what he's going to be doing. And it looks like he's almost there to help. Like she could help him. Like, oh, my God. Did they, I was like, did they kidnap someone else and put him under the bed when he mm -hmm. first pops out? Um, and we just didn't know about it. But no, then you're like, no, this is some sort of ghost. And then he ends up biting the belly of Shannon. Um, and Henry has to come in and stitch her up because it actually does rupture her belly a little bit. Yeah. So now we learn that the ghosts are physical there you, they can hurt you they're not just some sort of ephemeral being which is no good at all uh and this is when audrey and henry say we're in over our heads and we go yeah yeah guys you don't don't think about summoning a demon or satan without thinking about the fucking consequences because it's going to be harsh every movie we have ever seen horror movie survival guide tip if you're going to do it, man, you got to commit 100% or else. Well, not just be... that. When you open the portals to hell, you don't, you don't actually know what's going to happen. And if you open a portal, many more uh, ghosts will enter in than maybe the one you call forth. You don't just go there and like ring like room service. And that's basically what they're going to find out. Mm -hmm. um, as a uh, murder of crows is in their backyard and Rory arrives and uh, more things start happening that are like bellwethers of like, oh, omens, like bad yeah. omens are happening. And uh, this is, you know, this is great, as we said, like this in this Oculus kind of way where the house is infecting and now it seems to be kind of growing outside of their house, this influence, uh, because Rory comes by and she's like, I'm just going to plow you. I'm going to tell this whole sob story about his wife throwing him out and it's not fair. And that's and why he didn't money. know he wasn't supposed to come for those two yeah. months or whatever. He hadn't then been you there. There's the disconnect. Yep. 
So he's like, I'm just going to plow your snow for free. And like, he's like, no, no, you don't have to. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. So he's plowing snow, looking happy and happy. And then he just, he yells up at them. They're looking down at him and from the window. And he says, you did it right. Jackson's in there. And then he's coming back to you and just shoves his head right in his snow plow and big bloody mess. And so this again, very Fargo moment. Mm -hmm. It was a very Fargo moment. And I was like, I don't know if this is really happening or not. That's the great part. It was like, was that just a hallucination? Like, no. No, that really happened. He really did that. Like they've infected Rory to the part where he's just immediately committed suicide. So now Henry has to finally fucking find, like, hide the car and bury the body, which he does terribly. But it's in in the the snow snow because he can't figure out how to dig. And he's also just like, he's not a big dude. He's a tiny little man, um, Henry is. So it's just like he doesn't look like he has the same kind of power or bulk that Rory would have to, like, do this. And he's got to try to hide this big ass man and a big ass plow that's covered in blood now, too. And we hear the plan, though, too, in the midst of this is like before Rory like throws his head in there, they're like, okay, we're going to, you know, the other ghosts are here. We're like, we'll get rid of them, but we're just going to go to Mexico as soon as this baby's born and burn this house down so that no more ghosts get out. But Mm -hmm. I think it's more than they can deal with. Um, Can I uh, I mention this little detail, which I found delightful uh, that they're uh they're playing into this kind of sweet elderly lady because we have Shannon in these handcuffs this whole time and she's getting chafed on her wrist. So Audrey has knit little things to go over the handcuffs so that her wrists don't chafe, which is so twisted and delightful. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, she's like, no, I'm just going to help you, dear. I'm going to make the restraints less painful. Here's some little like crochet little like or whatever. like, Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, and we have this Shannon's a hard character to read because you have this moment where she could overpower Audrey because Audrey's this elderly lady. She could probably sock her in the face and like really do something to her, but she doesn't. And you're because she's worried about her baby and now like this ritual has already started and we don't know what she's feeling and so she's a hard character to read but i think it's, it makes it for an interesting you're looking forward to like what is what side is she on right you can't really tell like who she's trying to protect and like you said you don't know if she's already infected because she did get that bite in her belly too mm-hmm. so um yeah so all of a sudden though while she's up there doing these restraints and and you know had come to wash her and stuff like that um someone's at the door uh and uh i don't know we 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 don't know what's going to happen yeah so the the we have the detective who has decided just to stop on by she had some questions for henry and she just yeah, she gave show him a up. call while he was out shoveling a body and i love this moment where he just yells ah, ah yeah. like he like is so frustrated he has like no words and he's just like fuck and he's just screaming when you um, just and he see runs back the rest home. of your life is so fucked and you've yeah. just you've thrown everything away and like here it is and he tries uh, yeah. to be nice to the detective on the phone. He's like, um, I can meet you in my office tomorrow morning. She's like, well, time is of the essence. I'm actually in your neighborhood. I'm at your house now. Bye. And he's like, oh, shit, I have to run home. So he's running home in the snow. Um, and uh, Detective Bellows is already there upstairs. Uh, and I think that she's already been in the house because I think she heard and listened. Because um, yeah. we saw a little like flash kind of of like somebody walking in the hallway. I wasn't sure if it was a ghost or if it was the detective earlier. Oh, well, she has already she has found the secret room. And when Henry comes in, Audrey is handcuffed on the floor and Shannon is screaming for help with the detective. And you're like, oh, well, this is it. This is how can this be? That's it. It's yeah. it, right? She's saved. Here they go. They've found her. Uh, but then all of a sudden the detective just turns them and puts the gun under her chin and, and blows her head off. And everybody's just not expecting that. I did the all. same. I think all yeah. of our faces were like, what? Whoa. 
it. Yeah. Because it looks like she's about, she's like looking like all official. But I was like, why hasn't she let her go? And even Shannon's like, let me go. Why haven't you let me go? Like she's still chained up. And like the detective, you're like, she can't do it. I was like, for some reason she can't. Oh, she can't because she's about to kill herself. And she's sucked into this whole thing now, too. So but I like Henry. She's like, well, I'll just bury her with the other one. <laughs> just bring the but other now car he's like, out. now we have two cars and bodies to bury in the woods. And so he's trying he puts her right next to the other one. Yeah. He's like, OK, now I guess that's what we do. Um, but now someone else is at the door. Uh, so here's but- where the movie is so frustrating. You're like, come on, guys. You've planned this for so long. Don't let this fucking weirdo in. So this is Ian, who is one of their satanic cult member family who comes by to look at their Nakunamakan and he can read stuff far better than they can so he's been studying this nonsense for years and it's like they're different this book is like a thousand years old and there's different dialects and there's different religions over here so he said that they've translated everything all wrong and they've basically just completely fucked it up yeah and I love this too well they have to let him in because he's the one who knew he was that was their slip up earlier he was the one who knew right. it was there he's like you have the book right it's like probably the oldest book in the world and he like you know schools them on like they've got this they've basically summoned this like this demon surgot um, it's the first step but they've opened this gates of hell and they and there are many hosts that it will need it's not going to just need one you've opened up to a bunch of other demons that are coming through he's like he like basically he tells them like you can't just call forth one soul like you open the gate, other souls are going to come out because you've given Especially that little window. When you don't finish your ritual and now the you know the gate has been open for however long this movie's been going on for, weeks, days, whatever, like whoever wants to come in, come in. So mm-hmm. they ask him for help. Uh, he said, well, the mother has to trade her life so the tormented could come back, uh, which Shannon overhears. And he said that when they're done, he wants the book and $10,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well. There you are. Yeah. But like, I don't feel safe do in it. here. Yeah, I don't feel safe but, in here till it's done. So it's already, he's already infected, though. He doesn't realize that, I think, right? And yes, like like our, our, our Oculus house, where you come in, you're already part of it. I and mean, then he mm-hmm. says that almost immediately. He's like, oh, I shouldn't be in here then. Mm-hmm. So I think already he can't get out. But, you know, this character mm-hmm. is so frustrating to me because immediately, like, don't trust that motherfucker. Look at him. Like, clearly he's, there's something wrong. Like, he doesn't look right. And they've been so careful about every single thing. But who else could they trust at this point? And they've already fucked it up so much. They don't even know. Like they said, they're in over their heads. They they know they're not good at the translations. And he probably is always better at it. He's probably the most serious one at their group. Like they're like, even when they try to like reach out to their other people, they're like, Yolanda's like, this is just for fun. Like, I don't even understand like, you know, how deep this is. Um and it so, does yeah. come out through this as well that as far uh, Audrey was driving the car that killed Jackson uh, mm-hmm. and that their daughter survived but was in a wheelchair for a long time and she was so distraught of the death of Jackson that she threw herself down the stairs and killed herself. So right. Jackson's all they have. So this is something that this they, they anything more than anything, everything they're doing for this. So we have this. Uh, I really liked this. The detective has um, keeps coming into the room and shooting herself. And yep. she seems to be in this loop, loop of not being able to stop doing it. And also it's something like tormenting them that she's never going to stop doing it. I thought that was fantastic. I really enjoyed that detail. Yeah. And like, I love that Shannon too. She's like, cause she keeps seeing it too, but she was like, I hope she does it forever to you guys. Like you guys deserve to be tormented for the rest of your lives. And like, I hope she follows you till the end 
into the earth. And I was like, yep. So Ian goes back and he studies the book in the basement. So now he's got this book, this evil ass book. Um, while his mom was, I love this. He lives in the basement and his mom's trying to call it down to him about his dinner. And I'm like, oh, of course he's that guy. Oh man. Oh no. Living in his oh, mom's no. basement. Listen to the thrash metal. Yeah. It's great. It's great. But he uh, is like, mom, I'm not hungry. I'm like busy doing my work here. And you're like, oh no. Oh no. She has no idea. Um, so um, Ian arrives back at the place as Detective Bellows keeps killing herself. And he's like, oh, shit. So they, um, you know, make a line of salt and he does some incantations and adds some blood and stuff, too. But he uh, blood it, in a Tupperware container that he brings is like to put the blood up, bloodline for protection, quote unquote. So you don't know uh, where the fresh blood is from, though, eh? Yeah, you don't know where the blood is from. You're like, uh. and then he's also using the same blood to draw a pentagram. She is painting a pentagram on the floor. Where's those gym mats from Bloodborne? Those those handy dandy pentagram gym mats. The efficiency, the efficiency. But Bellows <laughs> does walk into the room and walks away instead of shooting herself. So you get like the circle is actually already working that he tried. And so you're like, well, I guess some of the shit he's doing is working. He also draws these crosses on the bottom of his feet to walk Not with draws, the blood. He cuts. He cuts them so that mm -hmm. they're bleeding when he walks. You get these upside down crosses, which is he's, terrifying. He's, he's clearly like un on the edge or already have pushed over he's he seems he's already he, over well he's going to get more twang than he already is but he mm -hmm. uh, the shannon gets a hand free uh it's at one of these points and early on in the movie i had noticed that she had a glass of water by her bed and mm -hmm. i was like don't give a prisoner a glass man you give him a plastic cup what are you doing yep. amateurs yeah like right there That's on a, a shake shank waiting to be made it is and and it is so yep. she she is able to uh, pour the glass of water on herself and hide a big shard of glass under her pillow and say that her so water broke. Her water broke. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna get. She. They think they're getting right into it, but everything is is a sham. And what's gonna happen? Ian's having a great time. Like this is what he's made for. He's lived his whole life for. Cannot wait to summon whatever demon he's summoning. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's not on his full game either. And he actually knocks the salt and blood after he told them not to when he runs back into the room oh, yes. as this is happening. As he's out outside, though, he would have been complaining like they had been drawing a circle basically around the house and doing some rituals outside. And he's like talking to Henry about like how I'm the only most serious one in our group and like all this other stuff was shit. And like, this is the real deal. You need to like really focus and listen. And Henry's trying to be on board with him, but he's just like, this guy's cuckoo bananas. <sighs> Like, I know we also did some fucked up shit, but this is like, he seems cuckoo, cuckoo. And um, it's, 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 you know, he's complaining about Yolanda, about the leader of the group and how he's, he could do any of this better. Like everything else was bullshit. So uh, we find out that Ian, through the midst of this, he tries, uh, um, he had killed his mom and that's where the blood came from. Because mm -hmm. um, Yolanda calls Henry in the middle of the ritual, unless his phone's ringing. <laughs> Which I think is so great. I was like, I love yeah. a technology interruption in the middle of a satanic ritual. And, and then he answers it as well. It's so uh -huh. great. Um, but so uh, Shannon is able to grab Audrey and put the knife to her throat or the glass to her throat and says she's going to cut her throat if she doesn't let her go. But Ian just kind of calmly comes over and stabs Audrey. And you're like, wait, what? What just happened? What? This yeah. And also plan. Audrey's like, no, she's like, I don't mind if you take my life. She's like, Henry, you have to finish the ritual. Like she's even yelling for him to like do it. Like she's like, fine. Like no one cares if she dies. Like so Shannon's mm -hmm. like only leverage. She was like, uh, I guess no one cares. Like 
<laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to, this was my big hostage. Th- no? Okay, nope. never mind. Wrong so choice. Audrey, poor Audrey dies in Henry's arms. Uh, and Shannon ends up stabbing Ian in the back of the knee. Uh, and then when this uh, this ghost comes that we haven't seen before, this ghost with, with no eyes. eyes comes and, and takes Ian screaming away. And he's been like rubbing blood in his hair and it's just this fucking mess. Yeah, so suffocating contortion man also is back on Shannon. Um, so we get like a, like it's a cacophony of ghosts mm, and spirits mm. at this time. Um, a c- cacophony of ghosts and spirits. A plethora, um, a plethora, a plethora, a plethora, if you will. Um, so like Henry spits blood, and um, you know, and, and a spirit enters into him as well and crawls out of his back. Beautifully done. So like everyone's like been transformed at this point. Um, the floss ghost and the and the little trick or treat ghost are downstairs. Um, there's no escape because uh, as, as Shannon has left her restraints, like she's like confronted with all of these ghosts now, and it's like, oh, you thought you were gonna get out, girl, and you try to open the door, and there's still ghosts there. And then a strange hor- horned beast emerges. Detective Bellows is sitting downstairs now with some keys in front of her. Um, she awakens to offer some help to Shannon, and she's like, ugh. No. And then all of a sudden the intro song is back that we had the bicycle built for two Uh as Rory yells at her uh, as as Shannon gets into the car (laughs) and Jackson is in the window of the house and Shannon drives away in Julia's favorite kind of fashion, a broken woman driving away from the scene of the crime. Yes. Driving away uh, and sees a demon on the road. Correct. Yeah. At the end. So we have this. She's driving away a demon, demon on the road. And then looks down, puts her hands on her stomach in a way that makes me think she's now happy that she might be having a demon baby. That's what unclear, I thought. Unclear if she was happy or not. Just kind of like resigned of just like, because the demon that she sees walking doesn't have eyes. It's got like these horns coming out of her, like where eyes would be in like this weird horn skull thing. But the demon also looks pregnant. So I wasn't sure mm. if she's like, if they're connected now, like they're both like twins of like pregnant demon bearing twins now. Okay. Here's I, I thought this movie was really cool and I like uh, uh, ghosts are great. All the performances are great. I think it's a really cool idea. But you promised me a demon baby and I don't get a demon baby. I'm a little upset about that. Bloodborne gave us demon baby. I know. Paper Jackson. And even, and no even fucking like, demon baby. No. And even like a Rosemary's baby kind of demon baby is fine. Where mm-hmm. You give me a little tease and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. But mm-hmm. I got we got nothing. And I was like, oh. Yeah, the baby didn't actually come out. And I was like, what, oh. Well, what is it? Is, is this it going to be a demon baby? Yeah. That their like, stuff you- work? We don't, we don't know. know. All right. Question. Well, uh, we we implore you, Keith Cooper and Justin Dyke, to do the sequel. We find out what happened to said demon baby. We yeah. would love to know. Where's uh, our baby? Where's <laughs> our demon baby? But I guess Jackson was the baby and he's our demon. So since he's in the window, we don't know. Maybe he's back. Who knows? Dun, dun, dun. All right. Shall we gore factor it up? Yeah, let's do it. All uh, right. Would you like to do it? Oh, sure. I'm happy to. One, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. Five, run for the barf bag. If you haven't already guessed, children, this is a full five. Yeah. We got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of blood all over. Um, yeah. Blood on and the floor. And there was actually one of my favorite shots of this movie was at the very end. There's a shot of Audrey's blood and Henry's blood joining together. Yeah. With their hands, like, like as yeah. they're laying on the floor. And like you see their sweet little hands and then their blood like merging. You're like, oh, bound by blood and love and insanity forever. (laughs) Our movie rating chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastic oracle. I gave this movie a four. 
I really enjoyed this. It was smart. And I think that the characters were really interesting and you could relate to them. And I like that they thought everything through. Uh, I like this kind of oculusness of it. And I like people talking in rooms. So uh, all of these things were bonuses. All the things that Julia loves cooking with gas. I gave this one a five. I really thought the acting was really good. I was pleasantly surprised by like, I don't know how like pedestrian these Satanists were. And I was very into that, especially after watching Bloodborne 2. I was like, ah, pedestrian Satanist is my new favorite thing right now, I guess. Um, and, <laughs> we could probably uh, I, do a whole month of that. This seems to be like, that's a, that's a whole thing. Oh, I think we definitely could. Um, fantastic. But I, I, I really thought it was really great. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, and, we just uh, need to I've, see that demon baby. Yes, I think I think that's probably why I gave it a four. If they'd mm-hmm. given me a DVD, I would have been one hundred percent on board. But I felt right. I felt jilted by that. Uh, so and and this one is easier. You know, we always do on horror movie survival guide how you survive a movie, and I think just don't be a Satanist is is number one. Uh, or if or you if are, you, be, are. If you are, just finish your th- think about the consequences of your actions and uh, finish any ritual that you begin. And maybe don't do this ritual. Maybe like, maybe like when people die, you like just let them be dead. Hmm? Uh, yeah. Or just take them to the pet cemetery, which seems a little easier. <laughs> okay, Julia. I love you so much. I love yes. you too. Uh, <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to talk about a movie that I have never seen and I am very excited to watch. Uh, we are going to watch David Cronenberg's Scanners. Yeah, kids. So, oh my god. So excited. I I am our I, head's gonna explode with goodness. Like that's, that's all what's I, gonna that's, happen. That's all I know about this movie. Head explosion. That's all I know. And I'm like, okay, head explosion plus David Cronenberg. Uh I'm going on board. So as we know, uh I didn't I was never really a Cronenberg fan. Dead zone changed my mind, and now I am I am going on to the the Cronenberg journey to to fill in the gaps that are there. Yeah, I mean, like body horror is sometimes some, you know, even though we love horror, like I think we're both a little bit like, it's so gross, but like we got to get into it. This is this is what the people want, Julia. It's been requested. We're it's on the list. We're getting yes. into it. So yes. we're very excited to look at scanners next week. If you uh, want to join us on that journey, please do watch the film. Join us next week. In the meantime, you can visit us like you always do on the internets, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, patreon.com slash horror movie survival guide to support this beautiful podcast. We are but humble, humble uh, independent creators here. And we also have our Teespring store. You can buy some merch, support and rep the pod and, and tell a friend. We hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you again very soon. Yes. Hope you're in the mood for some Canadian body horror next Monday. Man, we are. Let's go. More Canada. Let's do it. Bye.